This is a bonus episode that I recorded with Andre, who is a member of the church from Kharkiv, Ukraine. Andre owns a delivery company that we talk about how he started. And since the invasion in the Russian war with Ukraine began over a month ago, back in February, he has been delivering food to thousands of people every week. Uh, we didn't talk about it during the interview, but after the show, we continue to discuss and he is currently working 12 hours a day. There's a military curfew from 8 p.m. to 6 a.m. Um, where anyone outside is assumed to be an enemy. And so he is not, he does has so many orders that he does not have the chance to get up and wait for a quiet time. So he is working from sunup till sundown um, all during the allowable hours with his driver and just doing all of their deliveries and driving around. And as they hear bombing or shooting or explosion, just shuffle up the schedule um, and not having any time to take any breaks. So it was very admirable. Um, he is definitely not only our Hellion of the Week, but Hellion of the Year. And look, if you look in the show notes, um, I will have my information where you can send me any funds that you would like to donate to his cause, and I will be forwarding those to him. So th thank you, and please share this episode uh, with as many people as you would like to, um, not to support our show, but to support Andre as he takes on the heroic effort of trying to feed thousands and thousands of people. Okay, so I am joined by Andre, and Andre is a member of the church from Kharkiv, not to be confused with Kharkov, because we have to say it in Ukrainian, not in Russian, right? <laughs> from Kharkiv, <laughs> from Kharkiv, Ukraine. And so Andre, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like when did you join the church? And then I believe you served a mission in the Scotland, Ireland mission, correct? And that's why your English is so good. Um, so kind of tell us your story and kind of your background. Okay, so um, I joined the church in 1999, which is uh, like, what, 23 years ago now. Um, it was um, a weird experience for me because before we met with the missionaries, we had Jehovah Witnesses coming and, you know, trying to explain Bible and stuff to us. It was really difficult to understand, and we didn't understand anything. We just, you know, went along trying to understand, but it didn't make sense. But they were nice people, and, you know, they were coming along and helping or trying to help. And then one day we had a knock on the door from the LDS missionaries um, who, who didn't uh, speak Russian very well or, you know, barely spoke Russian. And the thing that they explained to us made more sense than we heard from, you know, our previous visitors for a couple of months. And those guys brought something that made so much sense and made so much clearer the picture of why we're here and why God wants us to do what he wants us to do and why we need to read the scriptures, why we need to pray and why we need to, you know, be good people. So, and um, first it was my mom who joined the church. I wasn't there for that. I was on vacation at my grandma for winter holidays. I was at school back then. And when I came home, I saw all those books, uh, books of Mormons and pamphlets and brochures and hymn books. And it was all new to me, like, hey, mom, what, what is that? We haven't, you know, it's not Jehovah's Witnesses stuff. What is that thing? And, you know, 
just explained what that is. And then she married missionaries and they started to teach me. And that was my um, start of the journey. And uh, in a couple of years after that, uh, in four years after I've been baptized, I went on a LDS mission for the church in, back then it was Scotland Edinburgh mission. Now they call it Scotland Ireland mission. So. Uh, I served two years there, and um, yeah, that was me. And then now, so you started a few years ago. I don't know how long have you been in ministry. So you started kind of like a, what do you call it, like a courier service or a delivery service, right? So even uh-huh. before before you've been, you know, every before the war started, um, you know, that was that was your business that you built up, right, was doing deliveries to people around town. So did you just do groceries or were you like doing like, Uber Eats or DoorDash. I don't, know, I don't even know if they have, have started those in your case. Whereas like picking up from restaurants, like people order from a restaurant and you go pick it up and deliver it to them. Is it kind of that kind of thing? Or was it more, what kinds of deliveries were you typically doing? It was a, a unique delivery service. We delivered only farm food. So we worked closely with farmers and we would deliver farm food, which is organic and uh, grown by people we know and we were trusting them and they weren't using like anything harmful for the animals or plants or anything they would grow. So that was our service where we, you know, would gather all the farmers together and deliver to people. So it was more of like a, it wasn't, you know, random, like you're going to pick up food from McDonald's or whatever kind of service. It was like someone would subscribe, like, Oh, I want, you know, 10 pounds. Mm -hmm five kilos of chicken and 10 kilos of potatoes and whatever every two weeks yes, or whatever yes. from. Mm-hmm. Got yeah, it. Exactly. So, so how big, I guess, how long ago did you start that business? We started in um, 2017. Okay. So solid five years. That's, mm-hmm. that's a long time. And so since, obviously since everything is starting kind of where you have gotten really popular i mean you have almost twenty thousand followers on instagram now you're super Ooh. famous yeah you're, it's a like 19 i just checked when i sent you the link it was uh 19.6 something like that um so you have been still working with those same farmers or just getting food supplies food and supplies anyway that you can right and you've been going around and just doing deliveries and you've been posting that you've been doing you know taking food to maybe elderly people who can't leave their home or people with small children who don't want to leave them alone or don't you know feel safe going outside so kind of what drove you to start doing those deliveries um and, you know and wanting to help and take in do what you could you know more for the people around you I don't know why my camera would do this. It just... oh, uh, the camera's cutting in and out. That's ah, okay. Um... So why uh, why did I decide to do this? Yeah. That was the question. <clears throat> well, when the war started, when the invasion, as they call it here, started, we I was at my apartment building and I was sleeping. And the day when this started, it was my working day. Thursday when I had to go to my farmers and I already ordered stuff from them and I was like okay and then I got the phone call from my mom and she's like 
uh, you, they are warning us. Like, what are you talking about? It's five in the morning. Uh, please let me sleep. I have to wake up in an hour. And then I heard the, you know, mom's doll. And that's when I realized that things are changing and I have to be changed and I have to figure out what I'm going to do because I have all those orders that I have to deliver. That was the first thing I thought about, that I have all those orders that I have to, you know, deliver. And obviously I had to cancel most of the orders because I couldn't go out, out of the city and the farmers couldn't come because it's a war zone now and it's quite dangerous <clears throat> and then i decided that um, i have this base where i know how to deliver i have facilities that can store food and i have some food in storage of my own and if oh, God. i have dog there and he's uh. making noises <laughs> so So um, I had this base, which I knew how to do, and I would you know, know how to do, and I know some contacts that would help me. Obviously, some farmers are not able to come to Harkov because the, ro the roads were destroyed, the bridges were destroyed, so they are stuck in their far distant villages where they you know, stuck with their food and with, on their farms, and they just delivering it or just giving it away to people who are staying there. But some farmers are able to come to Kharkov and able to do, you know, the deliveries of fresh food to me. Sorry, this is He's good now. Um, so, and now farmers who can bring the food to me, uh, my warehouse, or I go out with my driver and pick it up from them, like some fruits and vegetables. And as well, we know um, some warehouses that is open right now and that they have some food and in store. So we go and we, you know, just take everything we can and everything is, that is possible to get. And now we have, you know, storage in my warehouse and we have constant deliveries of fresh milk, fresh eggs, fresh meat to, to us and that, in, 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 uh, that we can deliver to others. So how much food have you delivered in the last, well, it's like 38 days or 39 days, whatever, um, you know, since it started in February, how, how much food have you delivered? Have you been keeping a total of everything? Uh, I've been keeping a total one week and I would say I haven't delivered much food in five, in five years as I delivered in 38 days of the war. I mean, the amount of food I've delivered and bought and uh, spread and packed is enormous. And I don't know how and uh, why it is possible for a person, single person like me to do that much work. But that's just amazes me how much food uh, and how many people we've been able to contact.
Like for example, this week, let me have this spreadsheet. So I started to do a spreadsheet uh, in the beginning of March when I decided, well, there's too many orders coming in and I have to keep track of all of them. As it grew beyond just your customers that you had before were probably contacting you, but then as word spread of, you know, hey, there's there, there's a place you can get food from, contact this guy, he'll bring it to you. It started yeah. going more and more and more. Yeah, all my customers have left because uh, majority of the customers that I had, well, 99% of them are wealthy people who, you know, who didn't stay here, who first day they heard the bombing and they left. Mm-hmm. But to save for public, because they had opportunity, they had uh, cars or any means that would allow them to leave and they wouldn't stay. So it's their parents, it's their grandparents who are stayed there here or their relatives uh, who are staying and who couldn't leave. And that's, that's my customers now. Right. And now, as you said, it's spreading like crazy uh, because people would, one street, uh, so there was like uh, one street that I delivered to, two or one person. And then next day, I got another 20 or something deliveries to, to the same street. And the next day, another 12. And the next day, another. And then I would you know, go to a main person who shared my number. And I said, hey, I'm happy to help you. But please, make sure you gather all the orders for one day when I can you know, come and deliver to all of you at the same time. Because I don't have enough uh, gas to come here every day. Because it's really hard to get uh, to get the gas here for the right. car. So, so you you started tracking in a spreadsheet and kind of where, oh yeah 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 where are you uh, at now? Let's see. So I have this spreadsheet and uh, I'm gonna pull this and see. Just to give you a number for this week. So this was week of twenty eighth. Uh-huh. March 28th, 29th, and April. Okay. So this week, from Monday till today, we delivered 1,920. So almost 2,000 single deliveries that we made uh, this week. And that's average what we do. Uh, like last week, it was 1,300. And previous week, I think it was 17. So it always like in this average. And then as well, we are making 360 meals per day, uh, which would make 360 by 7 which makes 2,500 uh, meals per week, like hot meals. I mean, so, and so even that those 1,900 deliveries um, that you did this week, that is not, like you said, people have been batching them. So that's, you know, you're getting like an entire uh, padia. So I don't know what, how, even how you describe that in English. So, so in a Soviet style apartment, if like for the people who don't know, if in a Soviet style apartment building, 
there'll be like multiple stairwells. And so there'll be like an entryway and that's like kind of your neighbors that you know are the people that are in all your stairwell. And that's called a podiest. And so you might be doing, so one delivery may be going to like four or five, six families, right? That, because now you've kind of told people, hey, you need to, I can only come to your your block one, your street once, like, and so I'm going to do one big bulk delivery. So that's not like 1900 families like that or people, you know, those deliveries that might account for like 5,000 people. 10,000 people, maybe depending on, you know, like how many people are splitting up the order or, or is it like 1900 people's worth of food? It's 1900 people worth of the, food. Worth of food. Okay. So it's, mm -hmm. I mean, so still 2000 people a week. And then before all of this started, what was your normal customer base or kind of, you know, you had maybe like a couple hundred, yeah. like a couple hundred yeah. orders a week. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, a couple of hundreds of warriors. 250 was the most that I would, you know, do the company. And so, and how many employees do you have? Or is this just all you? I mean, obviously right you have now, the farmers bringing stuff and you've got someone helping you make the hot meals, but, or is it all right you? No, it's uh, me and my driver. And sometimes it's my mom who's helping. Um, but all, all my employees have fled the country. All the guys. I work with they they have fled the country so it's nobody who's who knows what i'm doing and can come and you know start helping because those guys who've been taught how to do this they have left and i don't think i have enough energy to teach somebody uh, to, to teach somebody to right. what I do. So, so i guess what what prompted you or what made you feel like you needed to stay um, obviously, well, you couldn't with your age and your health, you couldn't, everyone is constricted. So you couldn't leave the country right now. Right. Um, oh, I could, I could, I could. Um, uh, so, okay. The, um, the, so I guess what prompted you to stay, um, with your family or is your family still with you or did they go to Lviv or somewhere in Western Ukraine to where it's, you know, less. Well, well my family is my mom only, so. Mm -hmm. And because of her, I could leave the country with her because she's disabled. And the law says that if you are caring for somebody, you if you are only like only child for only parent, that means that you can leave. Okay. And then another way to leave is that the, go the government is extremely corrupted here, which we don't talk about. But uh, many of my many of my friends have left the country of my age, healthy and well prepared for the army service but they you know paid the government and they you know just went to europe somewhere right what prompted me to stay uh, i never had this desire to leave or run uh, so this is that that is it and then the first day of the war of the invasion we got a phone call from a neighbor and she said she was crying on the phone and she said i don't have any food i don't have any water can you guys help me and of course we could because uh, at my apartment i had a lot of food storage uh, prepared you know that's what we do as uh, members of the church of jesus christ we've been taught that for some reason you guys need to do your food storage uh, and that's what we do what we did for years and so i had uh, good enough food storage that I could share. And that's what I 
had in mind that I have this food that I probably won't need all of it. And this food would last me for at least six months. And has enough food storage in her, in her home. So I decided I'm gonna stay here and I have this means and I'm gonna, you know, at least help this neighbor who cannot get anything. That was my idea and my thoughts and my plans. And, you know, I, I wasn't scared that I would suffer from hunger, hunger because I had my food storage and I had my funds saved up. So I was ready and prepared for this, uh, food-wise food, food wise speaking, because I mean, how could you be prepared for something like that? Right. Um, so then somehow, I don't know how, seriously, I'm trying to think how this grew into something big like that. And I don't remember when, where at that point when I was just thinking about using my food storage and it went huge, like it's right now where I have like so many food to deliver and I have so many people to care about that I wouldn't ever think about that. Somebody tried to call me. So um, uh, that's why I decided to stay because I was thinking about that single member of my community that I, that I need to help and support. And so after, you know, once you help one person, you realize that you have this talent and you have the ability to help everybody else. And so now you've gone from helping one person to helping 2,000 people a week. Yeah, which is crazy, which I would never think about. And no, I don't, I don't know how this happened. Seriously, I'm trying to think, but I, I, I don't know. How much, uh, you know, support, I know we will put in our show notes, we'll put a, a link so that way people can send you money um, to help in your endeavors, um, obviously, if you know these people. So how much support have you gotten internationally? I know you've done a few other interviews on other shows. Um, and I've seen, I think, a couple of former missionaries or, you know, or people that, you know, that live in the States or in Europe have been, you know, you've been reposting that they've been collecting money from their friends and kind of sending it to you. So what, how much international support have you gotten to kind of keep this whole thing going? I think 99, not 99, probably 70% of the funds that I have right now to use for this work is money that I got internationally. Uh, because I posted some as well on my working website and my working Instagram account, where I said, hey guys, we're no longer working as a company as you know it to be, but we're delivering food for free to those who needed more. And Ukrainians, all my wealthy clients started to chip in and, you know, try to help as well. Oh, no, and it's 70%. So hopefully we can we can pump those numbers up a little bit after this um, and you know, after this interview. So I guess uh, I told you that we take about 20 minutes. So we're coming up on time here. What, I guess, what is your, I guess, thoughts do you have that you want to share um, with, you know, our listeners, obviously the vast majority of our listeners are members of the church. So it can be as churchy or non-churchy as you want it to be um, kind of what, what thoughts do you have? Do you want to share about, you know, the church, this opportunity um, you know, even, blessings that you've seen in your life, even going, you know, living through hell right now, right. Of, you know, hearing 
bombs and shelling go off outside your apartment um what have how you've things you've seen or learned or experienced in the last month it's been a challenging month it's been a hard month it's been something that i would never dream about in a horrible nightmare but in the same time i don't know how this works but in the same time i feel so blessed that the lord somehow found a way to use me as his instrument to help those who uh, who need this the most and through that 38 days i learned that he he cares for a single one lost sheep not for the 99 in total he knows everyone personally and he knows their needs he knows what they're going through and it's amazing how uh, sometimes i do something which i don't understand why i do this or i've been um being given something that i'm thinking why on earth i'm having this and then i get a phone call from somebody who says and ask for exactly thing that i have that i didn't know how to use uh, so it's humbling experience when you are able to feel that you are instruments in his in his hands and another thing for all the listeners uh another important thing for the listeners is to always follow the living prophet and his guidance because uh he and only he could know what waits us ahead and i mean who would believe that the war is possible in ukraine in 21st century was like with russia or any other government in any other country nobody would believe that but here we are and i'm so grateful for being able to hear the prophet and then listen to the promptings of the spirit and follow the guidance of the prophet and do the food storage and then stay here and continue helping others because i believe that he has prepared me for this uh, times with my food storage with my business plan with everything i do right i did before the invasion and i do right now because i wouldn't be able to do this kind of work if uh, i wouldn't work previously in in this business of delivering food because i wouldn't know how to you know uh, do the logistic of it how to you know find the suppliers how to work with the farmers i wouldn't know anything on anything on that because i mean i wouldn't have experience but for some reason i have this experience not for some reason but for exact reason i have that experience and i have those people that i talk to uh and somehow he uh combined all this uh, experience and my talents and helped me to do what i do right now amen thank you for sharing that um 
And thanks again for taking the time. I know we're recording between sessions right now. You stayed up to watch conference live. And so it's, well, it's almost, it's nine, almost not almost 10 PM there right now. Yep. Um, so you've got a late night ahead of you uh, still, if you're going to stay up and watch the second session before <laughs> you go to bed um, and thanks for checking on. And if you want to follow Andre, uh, you can find him on Instagram. We'll put the link in the show notes. Um, his handle is Andre Polonski. Um, so A-N-D-R-E-P-O-L-O-N-S-K-I. Um, let's see if we can get you over 20,000 by the end of the day after we publish this. And uh, <laughs> thanks for taking the time to hop on and, and keep it up. It's amazing you know, seeing every day, seeing what you do um, and seeing all of the people that you're helping and really to be one person, um, I guess we'll, three people with your driver and your mom, you know, preparing 360 hot meals a week and then doing food deliveries for another 2000 people. That's, oh. it truly is a heroic effort. Yeah, we don't prepare the hot meals. We use, we partnered with the restaurant and the restaurant makes the hot meals. Okay, so you're still delivering, for us. you're still delivering yeah. 360 hot meals. Yeah, it would be uh, yeah. <laughs> to do that hotness as well yeah I, i've seen some you have posted a few things of where you have prepared some things like package like broken down and packaged some stuff so mm -hmm. i wasn't sure if you were doing the hot meals yourself but so so delivering delivering 360 meals plus you know oh you know a few days a week's worth of groceries to 2,000 people um a week is is truly an incredible feat to be able to keep doing that um so thank you for everything you do and the example um that you are to all of us of being prepared um, and utilizing all of you know the talents and abilities um, that you've been blessed with to bless the lives of other people. So thank, thank you. And we'll have to, hopefully we can have you on again, maybe do an update in, in a couple months. Hopefully things have, this is over and we can do a, a more just strictly talking about your business and how your business <laughs> is going um, in happier circumstances. But again, thanks for hopping on. Yep. That was a pleasure. I like your screen, uh, whatever you call it. Box. Yeah. Have you, it's from a TV show called Brooklyn nine, nine. I know it's an American yeah. TV show. Yeah. yeah sure I know the it. TV show. Yeah. So, I watched it. So I also awesome. like that. Enjoy that. Okay. Thanks again. And until next time. All right. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.